0: Hello and welcome to Inclusionomics, a podcast that provides tools to all women who are challenged with finding or having access to positions of power. We help you navigate the path to being seen, being heard, and being included. Everyone is welcome here. It is an inclusion podcast after all, and we hope that you're here for all of that.
1: On Inclusionomics, we're talking about good stuff. And our basic premise here is that, believe it or not, we human beings are well-intentioned. We're charitable, kind. When you tune into the news wherever you get your news, it might not seem that kindness is the norm, but if you look a little bit deeper, you're going to find the stories. I'm Lisa Gates, a leadership and storytelling coach and founder of Story Happens Here. I coach unapologetically ambitious women to own their story, control their narrative, and rise up.
0: And I'm Stacey Gordon of Rework Work, where as a diversity, inclusion, and career strategist, I strive to reduce bias in hiring and barriers to entry, and I spend a decent amount of time helping people make career transitions. So let's get to the good stuff that demonstrates our good nature in action. You know, as we thought about good stuff, fun stuff, stuff that leaves your heart feeling full, we started tallying up all the really awesome, happy, selfless things that people are doing for others and the creative ways that we have found to get that done. And uh, we started to make this list, you know, really what has been going on. And we found that people have been doing some really, really good things.
1: One of the most Amazing things I found came from my colleague and dear friend Jay Fields. I tend to talk about her a lot. Uh, She was invited to something called COVIDCalm.org, C-O-V-I-D-C-A-L-M.org. And this is an organization that mm, is it's a group of volunteers led by stress management and uh, leadership company integration training and it's all free, and it happens all over the world, and it's specifically for healthcare professionals, caregivers, anybody um, like that who's under increased pressure due to COVID-19. All the classes are in English, they happen multiple times a day, and what, what they're really doing for people is helping them calm down, de-stress, um, build their resilience Um, some, you know, they might be doing meditations and, you know, just hearing each other's experience. So it's just this amazing tool that um, I really wanted to give a shout out to because it's such a great thing for all of the people who are putting themselves on the line for us.
0: Yeah, you know, a lot of people are pulling together really great resources. Even I just happened to be scrolling through um, Pepperdine. You know, I'm an alum of the um, School of Business, where I got my MBA, and I saw a newsletter. And in it, they were highlighting things that alumni ha- are offering for free. And so they started putting together these great resources. And you're just finding that there are a lot of uh, organizations out there that are pulling stuff together and, um, Mm -hmm. and making it easier for us to, um, you know, to find those really good things that we need to find those resources. Um, And it's, some of it's being done on a a macro level. It's like, hey, here's this, this big thing that's being offered to everyone. And others are being done on this smaller level where, uh, you know, individually um, you can, people are helping their neighbors and kind of doing smaller things. And all of it, is needed right all of it's good and um and we've talked previously about you know sometimes feeling helpless and hopeful at the same time um and part of that is sometimes you feel a little uh, helpless because you're not sure how to attack the larger big thing that's happening but you can do small things and i think we'll talk about that a little bit later yeah
1: yeah you know um that reminds me of a group uh that i think Started in the LA area, but it has probably been duplicated around the country, if not the world. Uh, On Facebook, it's called "What I Need," and somebody will pop on and say, "Hey, I just ran out of gloves, or toilet paper, or um, I need a ride to the doctor, or you know, some variation on that theme." And depending on, and they people tell their location, and and every time. Somebody comes to the rescue, no matter what it is. I've noticed um, that everybody's needs get met.
0: Yeah, and there's a, a, a. I mean, I haven't gone through all the different Facebook groups that have popped up, but I just happened to see one uh, that was about you know RVs. There, I don't remember the exact name of the group, but it was um, a group of people that started because you know if you ever drive depending on where you live too. Like I live in in the LA area. And it seems like a lot of people have RVs and most of the time their RV is sitting around idle doing nothing.
1: Mm-hmm. And so what
0: this group is doing is matching up RV owners with healthcare workers who need a place to stay so that they don't have to go home and contaminate, uh, you know, risk contaminating their families and loved ones.
1: Ugh, and so, that's amazing. That's yeah. Amazing. I mean,
0: there are people just offering up keys to their vehicles and saying, here, go ahead. You can stay here. Um, I saw that people are driving them, you know, hours, to another location. Um, mm-hmm. and so it really does show that when, when we need to do it, we will, um, rise to the occasion and we will step up and we will help others. Yeah. Well, you, you, certainly, of that, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We are good people, right? When people are in pain, it is amazing how that, moves us and, and generates, uh, that I got to do something, Jane, right? I mean, it's one thing to see celebrity donations and they're wonderful. Thank you very much. You know, most of them, you know, from what I've read are contributing to things like feeding America and food banks all across America, domestic abuse, um, organizations, things like that. But, um, you know, kind of on the, uh, on the corporate level, the most interesting thing to me so far, and I'm sorry, I forget the company who's doing this, but they're making insulin free for three months for diabetics. So, you know, that's just a small piece of what the wealth in, uh, can be used for in, in an organ- organization or company.
0: Yeah, that's great. And I've also seen that some of the hotels that are pretty much idle right now have been opened up and that they are letting people in who would normally be in a shelter or in transitional housing Mm -hmm. uh, stay. And Mm -hmm. so they have a place to go and their hope is that once they leave there, they'll actually be able to go to a, a home instead of going back to the streets.
1: In some cases, did I read this correct? Is and this might be in LA where they say this could be a long-term solution. These empty hotels, empty buildings that are likely not to come back online, um, could be then used in the same way um, as homeless shelters.
0: Yeah, did I get that right? I, I believe. I mean, that there's so much information out there, right? And so I know. you know. That's the other part is trying to keep track of who's doing what, where, and when. Um, but I think it, it, there's there's probably some that where that's the case and others where it's where it's not. Um, and so I don't have the exact information about it. but again, you know, if you focus in on it's it's a good start, right? We're talking about good stuff, and it's a good start. And so uh, kind of figuring out where they're going to go with it, I think a lot of this that's happening is um, you know, people are trying to figure it out as, as they go along. Um, and so what is true today might change tomorrow, but the goal is just to, you know, keep it positive and to keep moving forward and keep helping.
1: You know, some of the the things that I would love to see duplicated, um, the, the, the really creative things that are going on, not only and making masks, that's a great, so many people are stepping up and doing that. Um, but you know, all the, the. Late night talk shows have reformatted and repurposed, and you know whether you watch them or not, I mean that takes a lot of reengineering to make it work, and sometimes it does, and sometimes it doesn't, but at least they're doing something they're trying, and they're most of the shows are focused now around donating to certain causes when they have a celebrity or a singer or somebody on um, but also like the the orchestra concerts the zoom orchestra concerts um djs doing dance parties um you told me this the people yeah, the, were
0: the creativity is uh is awesome and i think that's part of it too is like sometimes it's not even just what they're doing it's the fact that they're doing it at, at all that that's thought right about it you know and that they've gone to these lengths to make this happen and yeah you are seeing a lot of people like David Getter was doing some sort of live show from Miami last night which I would not have seen at all except for the fact that I was scrolling through Facebook and it was in someone's feed and there was a countdown to it and I just happened to be scrolling at the time when there was six seconds left in the countdown I was Uh. like I can wait six seconds (laughs) (laughs) let me see what's about to happen
1: (laughs) And what was it, there was um, a neighborhood in, uh, was it like mid-Wilshire area or just sort of midtown Los Angeles, uh, where people at eight o'clock were hanging out their windows and banging pots and pans like New Year's Eve?
0: Well, yeah, they were, it was, I believe it was part of the Twitter campaign, right, which was hashtag solidarity at eight. So at eight, 8 p.m. local time for quite a few nights, no matter where you were, um, People were opening their doors and standing on porches and making a bunch of noise and applauding, and others were using uh, pots and pans. But <laughs> the point was to express their gratitude to the healthcare workers um, who are out there every day, and in some cases, not doing it with the right equipment, but they are still doing their jobs and they're trying their best um, to to help those that are sick. And so this was just sort of a, a great way to display uh, gratitude to individuals.
1: Yeah, gosh, I love stuff like this. I was, I was thinking too again about parents and this came from a friend who has a couple of small children uh, under five. And I told her about this thing I used to do with my son when he was little called special time where he, he, would, I, he would get to invent uh, the game Whatever he wanted to play, I had to go along with. All I had to make sure of is that I was either safe or he was safe. Those were the only rules. Everything else, he got to make the rules up. So if he wanted me to play the monster and and you know chase him around the house, that's what I would do.
0: Right. And, and you mentioned this last time on our self-care episode. And I think this is, you know, so for those of you that are sticking with us and listening, this is great. Because if you if you listen to our self care episode first, we're telling you now this is a great podcast to listen to, which is just good stuff. And hopefully <laughs> you were sitting on the couch. Doing nothing, and you've just you're just listening to what you could potentially be doing later, right? Yes. (laughs)
1: Um, Yeah, and I know you know a lot of people are completing projects um, that they've been procrastinating on. I know LinkedIn Learning and all of the learning sites like Udemy and Coursera, and all of them are experiencing. Um, a growth, um, an exponential growth in people um, learning something. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, so that's part of that good stuff is, you know, we, we talked about that as well. Like the fact that, you know, it kind of falls into a couple of categories is under that self-care time. It's like, oh, you know what? Maybe I want to, to learn something new, but it also falls under good stuff because it's like, hey, here's this really good stuff that normally you have to pay for she was going to get for free. So Mm -hmm. right now, if you're not taking advantage of all the free things, I actually forgot my sister told me about um, Rosetta Stone was giving away three months of free um, language learning for students. Um, And so, you know, LinkedIn learning, as you said, uh, Lisa has been giving away a number of courses for free. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there's a lot of really cool free stuff out there that is just, it's good, because a lot of it you normally wouldn't get. I mean, I actually was really just um, happily surprised by Southwest. I opened up an email, and for those of you that are Rapid Rewards members, um, you would have gotten an email that said, hey, uh, we are extending the time that you, you know, if you've got, if you had to cancel a flight, we're extending the time that you can use these um, flight credits, but also we're giving you free points, just because you're a Rapid Rewards member. And so I really think it's so important when a company has a, a vision, right, and a, and a brand. And Southwest brand is that heart. And I think they really do love their customers. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? Damn it, I love you right back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are very few brands on this planet that I can say, you know what? Undying loyalty, you've got mine.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. What else? Let me think. Um uh, A a friend of mine sent me an email a couple days ago and invited, she just made two different times, an evening time and a morning time on a different day where she's just kind of, she calls it iced tea on the porch and anybody can drop in. You don't, you don't have to say, Hey, I'll be there. You can come for as long as you want. Just like, you know, um, a party where you drop in for a few minutes or an hour Mm. and um, just so she could stay connected and, you know, just feel like she's having conversations and connection with people. um, Yeah. And finding out what's going on too, what's going on in their lives.
0: Well, I talked about that with somebody, uh, you know, a friend was saying that she's really enjoying this time where um, she's getting an opportunity to meet people that have been in her network that she's been saying for the longest while that, oh, we need to have coffee. We need to get together, but they never do it. And now it's been so easy. She's like, she's just been scheduling a 15-minute chat with somebody new every day because it's just so easy to pop in and say, hey, and people are being more open. They are um, they're, more, they're more willing to talk. They're used to being on Zoom or whatever platform they're using, although it seems like everyone is using Zoom. Um, <laughs> so, you know, she's just been really uh, utilizing this time. And she said, oh, my goodness, I have reconnected with so many people and connected with so many new people that when this is all over, I'm going to have all these great connections and contacts that I never would have made in, in all this time. So, you know, that's really good as well in terms of just keeping yourself active and open to new um, to new people. I think that's part of what she said, which I think is that inclusion piece, right? Is we don't always reach out to people who aren't in our normal circle. And this is such a great opportunity to book 15 minutes and reach out to somebody who maybe is outside of your your first connections, right? Reach Mm -hmm. into your second connections, your third connections, because you know what? It's 15 minutes. If it's not that great of a conversation, eh, no real time lost, right? You didn't mm-hmm. have to get in your car and drive across across town and spend money on gas and spend money on a, in, in a coffee shop and, you know, be face-to-face with this person and then have to turn back around and repeat that, right, to come home. It's right. 15 minutes. It, there's, it's like so little investment time for such upside.
1: <laughs> yeah, yes. You know, one of the things that, that I do when I'm helping clients build an influence plan is one of one of my refrains is you have 15 minutes. You you have at least 15 minutes once a week that you can connect with someone either at work or someone new um, that you're connecting to, say, on LinkedIn, you do have the time when there's always considerable pushback about that. Like, um, it's usually the first thing to go off of your commitments or off of your to-do list when, when an urgent thing happens, when, when, when a fire gets started. But I have noticed in the past, I'd say three, four weeks, an increase in the number of connections requests on linkedin and whereas before i used to say okay if they include a note i'll connect now i just say yes (laughs) i'm just saying yes to everyone and i've been i have been having more of those meetings with um just you know uh not necessarily people i would normally connect with and sometimes they are but just saying yes to it and reaching out and doing the same myself not just being you know the um you know generating it myself is something that's starting to happen more more and more so um that's been super fun
0: definitely important to do that because this is a great time to um to to make those connections and i think So, kind of transitioning a little bit, one of the things we we were thinking of talking about as well is, you know, well, what would be some of the things that would be good that's been happening that we could continue? And one of the things that we thought about was continuing remote work. But I'm still in that frame of mind where I say, you know, that comes from a place of privilege, right? Because we say continuing remote work, but only because we're able to work remotely, for those people who are not able to work remotely, there is no remote work for them to continue.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's no choice. (laughs) Right. Right.
0: And so I think that we really, you know, I keep saying that we we have this, this divide within this, within this country, which we've always had. But I think that this, um, this time has helped to exacerbate it. Um, And it's really important that we figure out a way to, to address it because I feel like what has come up, um, and I, I wanna be cognizant of we're staying in good stuff, right? But I feel like <laughs> what's come up is that I guess the good is that we have seen how valuable our grocery store workers are and our our first responders and our healthcare workers um, and our teachers. And we right. have to do a better job of showing them how valuable they actually are.
1: Right. And if that isn't a case for $15 an hour minimum wage, I don't know what is. Right. So, um, and that would be a good thing. Now I want to, I want to just hook back into the remote, remote work thing. I think we're going to see stories. We're going to be hearing more and more about organizations that didn't trust it. Didn't trust that the, 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 they would be productive. They thought that, you know, it would be a waste of money. I think they're going to find that, wow, this really works. And maybe they'll find with a certain segment of their workforce, it really works and maybe not so well with others. Who knows? You know, if you are, you know, the office manager, that's not going to work as well, right. As, um, as it might for the manager of a certain team, et cetera.
0: Right. I think that's a good point. It's like, as we look at, you know, so if you're listening, right. And you're running an organization, you're managing in some aspect, you really have to, I think we now need to look at how do you, in, in the same way that you have policies for first shift, second shift, third shift, right. Right. We need policies for, What aspect of work can be done remotely and what does that look like and who falls into those categories and how do we move that forward, right?
1: And And also like how they could, um, so let's say an organization decides, you know, we're going to go back to the way we were, but we now are going to solidify this remote work piece as an emergency measure. This is how we do it. Right. And, you know, of course, technology is always changing and we don't have emergencies constantly. But, you know, uh, let's just say, you know, the, you know, the building you work in is destroyed by a tornado. OK, so you, you now have this template for how it might work. Um,
0: yeah, I think that what, so what comes out of that, the, the good is being prepared right, for future and also being more flexible. Like if you were an organization or you work for an organization that has not been as flexible, this is the time to really look at what are those pieces that we can continue to embed into our routine moving forward? Yes. You know, what yeah. works? What is working? What didn't work? Because there were some pieces that did not work. You're going to go, oh, we definitely don't want to do that. Yeah, this
1: was but, awful. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this part over here really worked. We should keep this. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, okay, I'm going to be suggesting several things or talking about things that would really reveal my politics, and I'm not going to apologize about that, but I'm going to start with a simple one. Now, we've shut down transportation, uh, air travel. um, Many services are essential, but there's no traffic in L.A. and New York, right? So we now know, like, ride your bike to work day is... um, uh, you know something that some people do when that when that uh, day comes around, but really it's not that effective. But what if what if we? Um, I, I, sorry, and the impact of that obviously animals are loving this because there's more birds in the sky, there's more bees, there's it's cleaner air. We um, you know can see the mountains where we couldn't see before. The earth is loving this. So what if we continued to have like a no-fly, no-travel day, I don't know how often, once a month, would that be effective? Would that help? Would it help reduce, you know, carbon? Um, I'd love love to see.
0: I'm always looking at that, right? I have to be the devil's advocate and go, okay, that's great. Again, for those of us that can make that work, but there are some individuals where, they don't have, the, again, the, the privilege of not being at work on yes. those certain days, right? Like yes. I, I don't even use LA as an example because LA's transportation system sucks. Sorry, it does. I mean, it does. I'm from New York where we have an actual transportation system and what we have out here, it doesn't even compare. So I'm going to use New York as an example um, that actually has a transportation system. And the fact that they said in New York, yeah, you know what? We need to shut the the city down, but then you're still seeing photos of people that the subway, they said, okay, we're going to reduce the number of trains. Okay. All that did is it made the the number of trains much more crowded because all those people were still going to work, Right, people who had to go to work. So I do think that if we're going to do that, there has to be a proper, like we we have to put all people, right. We have to have an inclusive um, conversation about how does this work for all and not just for, for few? Right? Yes. And so I, that's, I think the important piece we have to really look at there. Like it would be great. Right. But how, how, how do they make that work? Right.
1: <laughs> well, with all of these things, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm really saying, what I'm looking at is, okay, it's a crisis moment, but we know now that we can do it. It, it was not organized completely, and it wasn't like we had a great plan in place. I'll leave that to the minds, the great minds that um, wanna solve these problems, but I just want us to notice that we were able to do it. Yes, many people were very badly affected by this. They can't travel, they can't get to where they need to go, they can't get to work. They had to, you know, find alternate me- methods, or they lost their jobs. Sure, and, and I'm not discounting that. But let's go. Let's go one crazier. Um, we're now getting our stimulus checks. So this Andrew Yang idea of universal income, uh, we see that we can do it. Whether it's working well or not right now is not the point. Okay, but it can be done. Same with things like um well I don't know about student debt wiping out student debt um maybe you have heard more about that than I have
0: I would love to them to wipe out student debt so that that is one stimulus package I will take I'm like please for the love of God wipe out my student debt. but again <laughs> that's me personally although I don't know I mean actually I take that back I was gonna say I can't think of anyone who would actually um not agree with that but the people who don't agree with wiping out student debt are the people who say, "I, you know, paid off my debt and I did it, and I didn't expect anyone else to come to my aid and do it for me. And you mm-hmm. took the money, and so you should pay for it yourself." Um, so I think the, the good in that is the, the good in, in in wiping out that debt is the stimulus for the economy. That's and exactly what it, it. Do for individuals in terms of purchasing power, and especially in light of what's happening right now for our economy. Um, it, it, it could be, it could be helpful. I know I'm right. definitely stimulate my economy, my buying power. Oh
1: boy. <laughs> yeah. I think about my, you know, my son has um, not been able to get work. He was transitioning from one, one role to another and that role dried up because of this, um, the coronavirus. So um, his student loan Is still sitting there saying, Feed me. Yeah. Right. Of
0: course, they're putting a pause on that for now, but that's what comes into play is okay, great. You're putting, you're pressing pause, but at some point, you're going to press play. And when you do, you're going to expect, you know, in many cases, they expect a, a lump sum payment. You know, in some cases, they're putting payments, they're just extending payments out and putting it on the back end of, of your loan. And so I'm not just talking about student loans, but your car loans, your mortgage, you know, in some cases, even landlords are being nice and saying, you know, we'll give you an extension, but you really have to think about how is that going to work and how does that um, end up, you know, what's the expectation of repayment uh, for that? Because there's a big difference between loan deferment and loan forgiveness.
1: <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, it's, it's, you know, who was it? Steve Mnuchin says that um, these $1,200 checks will last people three months. And I want to say, in what universe, on what planet would that, you think about um, those of us on the edge, you know, who paycheck to paycheck and barely that. So let's say you were late on your, 3 months ago you were late on on um your water bill or your electric bill now these 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 this these, this money is accruing right so that $1200 is probably going to go for food and essentials and that what you owe on electricity is just going to grow and grow and grow so what about forgiving that instead right so that also might and, you know, be the more humane thing to do. We know we can do it. Just like in healthcare, um, we'll, well I was see how say this.
0: Too, even if you look at the other countries that are doing a much better job, and I get yes, yeah, smaller, you know, population. Wow, 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 right? But you know, the idea that there are so many other countries that are doing a better job—they're not just handing out a twelve hundred dollar check. So I get it. You know, I think it is. It's good that. We are attempting to do something because, right. honestly, under this administration, I thought we might do nothing. So right. I'm glad that something is happening. Um, and I think that that's where we really have to look at. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I mentioned previously before as well, you know, we talk about these spaces. Um, we've been creating a space um, called Radical Reimagining. And in these conversations that we've been having, been having, <laughs> um, one of the individuals said, you know, coming from Lebanon, she views this all very different because she's been through wartime. And she said, you know, at some point you get to a place where you realize your government isn't coming to save you. The cavalry isn't coming. We have to figure this out ourselves. And I said, oh, my goodness, you're so right. And so I think the good that has come out of this for me is the idea that, you know what, we are, we are smart. We are kind. We can help our neighborhood. And if we all individually do our part, we will uplift together regardless of whatever the hell is going on in politics. And so I do think that, um, you know, it's one of the reasons I started putting out a simply good newsletter because um, for years, I have not put out a newsletter and I was like, I don't want, you know, who wants to do that, right? But I finally said, you know what? We need good in the world. I'm sick of hearing about all the ways that people are discriminating against us in the workplace. I'm sick of hearing about the lawsuits that are happening. I'm sick of hearing about the bad stuff that's happening. And so every month now we put out simply good. And so I think that that's part of this is like, you know, we just have to look at what can we do you know, what are those individual small actions that we can take because they all add up? If I take an action and you take an action, you know, they start to compound.
1: Yes. I. I before we go to that kind of what can we do space, I want to underline something, you know, about your newsletter and about, you know, looking for the positive. You know, there is there is kind of a, um, almost a, what what is it? You, people become like, like, it's like they're in quicksand. I feel like I'm in quicksand. The more bad news I hear, I'm just going to get swallowed up by it. So there was a period when I was with She Negotiates that we were always talking about the, the wage gap and the study A and study B and study C on, you know, Men getting this and women not getting that. And you could just every time you turn around them, some sort of gaslighting trope about what we women need to do to shore our deficiencies up, right? Same with, you know, diversity, inclusion, all of the bad news, right? It is, um, it can cause a kind of inaction. More information doesn't necessarily motivate you more negative information doesn't necessarily motivate. What does is when you see, hey, this is, here's where it's working. Look how this is going. Here's some good news. Here's a new project that started, right? Um, That's kind of, it's interesting that we both kind of came to that space around the same time.
0: Yeah, yeah. you (laughs) want to be an an energizing force, you know? Um, You want to put good and positivity out into the world and you want to know that you can make a difference because otherwise, what the hell is the point of getting out of bed every day? (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. So I guess what we can do, um, if we just, just start super, super, super small, is to notice people's cries for help, right? When people are complaining or when they're pointing fingers at something that usually means it's usually a cry for help right when they're frustrated and angry and and so start listening start noticing what's up with people and first just be an ear um but also i think this is like my friend um A friend of mine, I won't name her, uh, is really isolated and she is an at-risk person because of her health and she is not going even outside. And so she's so isolated that she decided, I'm just going to call people and talk to people all day long. And then she started finding out what they needed and you know what was happening for them and then she would make a a phone call and say hey can you help so and so with this problem uh and so she's just started connecting dots in the little small ways that she could and she's feeling so much better right
0: yeah yeah that makes a big difference and i think um you know one of the the things i always talk about too is is lofty goal, right? Like the, the vision I have for the world is to make all the difference in the world. And so I think, you know, I'm just thinking of this now. What if we did a, a little challenge and we and it's like every time you do something, uh, you know, if you we're gonna be if we're gonna be tweeting about it anyway. So I, I I'm of two minds of this. First of all, if you're doing good, do good, right? Don't do good so that you can self-report. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> But because we do spend a lot of time documenting our lives with Facebook and LinkedIn and TikTok and God knows what else, right? If you are going to be documenting, let's use the hashtag make a difference. Hashtag make a difference. And if you do something cool, hashtag it with make a difference, and then we'll be able to see it. I think that'll be cool. You can hashtag it with inclusionomics as well. So we know it came from here.
1: That (laughs) is a fun challenge.
0: Yeah, because... I like
1: I, that you just invented that on the spot. <laughs>
0: well, because I've been thinking about it and I am saying, like, what can we do? And like you said, it's the one thing, it, it, one small thing. It doesn't even have to be outside your house because right now we're not really supposed to go anywhere. But like you said, it, you, it could be something you did for your child. It could be right. something that you do for a neighbor. Like just checking in on your neighbor um, I think Lisa, I think you told me at one point you've been checking in on your neighbors by text every day.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We're going to the store, do you need anything? Simple, simple.
0: Yeah. So you know, I'll do those small things for people around us, right? Then it yeah. slowly spreads. And I think that's all we need is to make those, those, those little changes do those small things that will help others and then there are others that can do big things like we said the celebrities yeah you can donate a million dollars you can feed a million people you should be doing that right go do that I cannot feed a million people I would love to but I can't but I can feed five people or ten people right Right. so that's what I can do that's what I will do and you know what if I can't do anything at all if I don't have the money it's not always about money it can just sometimes be just that outreach. Right. Uh, Just the fact that you took the time to ask someone how they're doing, just to stop and say, how are you feeling?
1: Yeah, how are you really? How are you really? listening? (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) Yeah, when they say, oh, I'm good, say, no, how are you really doing?
1: How are you managing? What do you do every day? (laughs) You know, what do you do when you get up in the morning? What's it like in your house? Would it
0: help if I brought you some groceries when I go to the grocery store. Yeah. Would it help if I spent 15 minutes entertaining your child by Zoom so you can go take a shower?
1: (laughs) That is a really (laughs) good point. Because when you say, how can I help you? You put the onus on the other person to come up with ideas. Right. Right. But if you're listening, it's like, like what you just said. Would it be helpful if I were to bring over four frozen dinners?
0: And leave them on your porch. leave them on
1: your porch. <laughs>
0: right? <laughs> well, and I, so I had this, this, this um, thought yesterday. I was going for a walk, and I, uh, my husband and I were walking around the neighborhood, and I don't remember what sparked it. I think it was a daycare center I passed or something. And I said, oh, my goodness. Could you imagine if this was a time when our children were younger? You know how, how hard it was to get them acclimated to daycare? You would drop them off and then you would back away and go, okay, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. Are they crying? Are they crying? Did they notice? No, run. <laughs> And I said, "Oh my goodness! Could you imagine if we had just gotten through that phase and gotten them acclimated, and they were happy with with daycare, and then this happened, and now you're home with them for six or eight weeks? Yeah, having to start that process all, all over, again. over again." So I will say this for everyone who has a newborn child in the house or has a child that was daycare age: if you're a friend who's at that age, reach out because they're not okay. <laughs> <laughs> they are not okay. <laughs> <laughs> they might need some help. Drop a oh, box of off at their door or something. I don't know, God. but
1: <laughs> You know, another thing, um our neighbor did. He has a one of those riding lawnmowers. It just cracks me up. He usually has his dog on his lap, this little dog, and he's riding around mowing his lawn. It's a big yard. And so the other day, he just came around the fence and rode through our yard. (laughs) 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 So these are just super generous, sweet things that uh, people can do. So if you've got a lawnmower and uh, your friend's got... Grass growing up to the windows. Show up.
0: Yes, that would be <laughs> don't great. go inside. Just show up. <laughs> well, I just, I mean, this has been good. I think this is the point of this, right? Is for some uplifting, some good stuff like that. Is is great, and so I'm just excited that we were able to spend a little time talking about good stuff right lisa
1: yeah much more fun (laughs) we'll complain at another date (laughs)
0: yeah we can always find ways to complain so definitely we are here as usual sharing our learning and experiences with you and we hope that if you like today's discussion that you'll take the time to hashtag make a difference hashtag inclusionomics and of course like us share us and listen in next time have been listening to Inclusionomics with Lisa Gates and Stacey Gordon. Visit inclusionomics.net to subscribe and download.